0: All right, Shalom, Shalom, happy Shabbat, Israel, we're back again, this a nation not desired, and
1: uh, I'm going to be your host for this episode, Zephaniah Israel,
0: Ezekiel Israel, my dad, he's going to be uh, the main scripture reader, and he loves kind, it. Kind. Israel is going to be uh, doing support of scriptures, but dad will also be doing some as well.
1: Khan, hallelujah.
0: But first, before we get started, we're going to go ahead and pray. We're going to pray the Our Father prayer.
1: Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. Happy Shabbat, everyone. So I hope everyone. Happy Shabbat.
1: Happy Shabbat.
2: Happy Shabbat.
0: I hope we all got a good amount of rest today. We did? Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I feel good. That's a blessing. Yes. Yes, it is.
0: This is the day of rest that the Lord has prepared for us, and we should take full advantage of it. That's right. right because we have a lot of work to do in the rest of the week. Kind. All right. Kind. All right so today, this episode, what we're going to be talking about is leaven. And I'm not talking about the thing you put in bread to make it rise. So what am I talking about? Well, we're going to see. Um, Could you please read verse 1 of Matthew 16?
1: God. Matthew 16, verse 1. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and, tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Okay, so we're gonna talk
0: about first, um, I love. It is the main topic, but you know, I got a few other little things in there, a few other little goodies in there that we're gonna be talking about as well, and discussing. Like tempting. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees they came and they tempted the Lord.
1: Now we're gonna get some.
0: We're gonna get some scriptures on that. Uh, Elisha, can you give me Wisdom of Solomon one and two? And Dad, can you give me First Corinthians ten, verse nine? We're going to talk about tempting.
2: Wisdom of Solomon 1 and 2. For he will be found of them that tempt him not, and showeth himself unto such as do not distrust him.
0: See, so that's what the Pharisees and Sadducees were doing. They were tempting him because they didn't trust him. They wanted him to prove something to them. That's a sign that they didn't have faith. And we, we know without faith it's impossible to please him. And that's why he wasn't pleased when he saw this, because it showed him they didn't have any faith. They had to see something. we 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 can tell we're not. We don't have faith in Christ when we always want to see something. We shouldn't have to always want to see something. Cut. If we have faith in the Lord, then what He tells us in His Word should be good enough for us. He tells us something, and we believe it, and that's it. We believe like. The promises of heaven and the New Jerusalem, the promises of what He promises there—a um, mansion, the, the ability to you know just do whatever we want to do, have fun in His kingdom. Do we believe that, or do we have to see it before we believe it? That's what the Lord is talking about. He wants that kind of faith, where He tells us something, He promises us something. He's a man of His word. He's proven it all throughout the Scriptures.
1: When he tells us something, we have, to, we have to believe that. We have to have the faith to believe that.
0: When we have the faith to believe the Lord, taken by his word, without having to see anything, then we're well on our way. Dad, can you uh, read 1 Corinthians 10 and 9? 1
1: Corinthians 10, verse 9. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents.
0: And see, see, there we can see that the Lord, he's not pleased with those who tempt him, who distrust him, who don't have faith in him. It says that as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents, and this is referring to the Israelites in the desert when they were being led from Egypt to the promised land by Moses, they once again were losing faith in the Lord and in Moses And, you know, they were starting to doubt, thinking that their old way of life and slavery in Egypt was better than what the Lord was trying to lead them to. And so the Lord, he punished them by sending snakes out with poisonous venom, for which I don't don't think there was a cure for that. No cure, you know, that didn't come from him. There wasn't a cure for that at that time, the kind of poison that they had. So the Lord destroyed them. He destroyed quite a few of them that didn't have faith in him because that's not what he's looking for. Uh, what he's looking for is faith.
1: Uh, and uh, also, if anybody has anything they want to interject at any time, please feel free. This is an open discussion.
0: And, uh, you know, if you have something that can make it even juicier, I, I welcome it. Okay, uh, can you read... Uh, move on down to verse 2?
1: Okay. Uh 1 Corinthians 10, verse 10. Neither murmur ye.
0: Oh, no. Matthew 16, verse Hmm. 2. Verse 2. And then you can move on down to verse 3, Dad. Matthew 16,
1: verse 2 through 3. Okay. I think he had Matthew... Elijah had Matthew. You gave him Matthew. You gave me First Corinthians.
0: Uh, Elijah
1: has Wisdom of Solomon. Uh, what did he have before that?
0: He didn't have anything. Elijah just. I, I
1: thought he had. I thought had Matthew before that. Cause you had. You gave me First Corinthians ten.
0: Yeah, First Corinthians ten and nine. Elijah had Wisdom of Solomon one and two.
2: That's the main verse. Zeph wants you to read the next verse in the main verse. I mean main chapter.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know that. I know we got yeah, you gotta tell me to go back to that, yeah. Cause I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, my bad. Sixteen, one through Matthew um, sixteen, verse
0: two through three.
1: Okay. So Matthew sixteen verse two through three. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening ye say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be fire weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O oh, ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times?
0: So the Lord is pointing out their hypocrisy here. They're asking for the sign, and actually, the Lord, you know, he wants faith, and he doesn't really want us to always be looking for something, but sometimes, you know, he he realizes, you know, we're, we're just flesh. We... We kind of need at least a little something. So the Lord gives us it. He says, you shall know me by my creation. Through his creation, we can see a lot of things. Like in Revelation, the end times, the Lord gives us signs letting us know when the end times are coming. So, you know, those are signs right there for concerning the end times. And here, the Lord is saying to them that, they can discern the sky, the signs in the sky, to be able to determine what kind of weather the next day will be, but they can't discern the signs that he's giving them. They're tempting him for more signs, but he's already given them some, like all the miracles he's performed. They're never in the history of the Bible has there ever been anybody that's performed miracles like what he performed. Like, there's never been anybody turning water into wine or raising a man like Lazarus from the dead just by his voice. There's never been anybody like that, that did anything like that.
1: That's that's one of the reasons why they wanted to put him to death, because he was doing things that was taking, taking attention off of everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, the scribes and the Pharisees, they couldn't stand it. You know, they were losing big money. Come you know on. <laughs> And it's like going into a hospital today and healing everybody Cleaning the hospital out and saying y'all take care now yeah. i mean i believe the nurses the doctors with our jobs the nurses with our jobs it will leave uh, the the F, fda would get pissed off because they couldn't sell drugs the food and drug administration so yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah con con but those are signs though they they want a sign those are it but they didn't they didn't want to they didn't want to see that All they were seeing was what they were losing by Christ doing what he was doing. Like you said, they were losing fame. They were losing popularity. They were losing money because of what Christ was doing for them. That's all they cared about. What they wanted was signs that benefited them. And that's 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 not what he's looking for. That's not the kind of followers Christ is looking for. So he's why he called them hypocrites. The kind of followers he's looking for were people like his disciples the people that he chose and you know when we read later on in acts we can see the kind of men they became because that's what the lord is looking for not not what not what the pharisees and sadducees were showing you okay can you read uh verse four of the main text
1: matthew 16 verse four a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed.
0: Okay, uh, Dad, can you get Hebrews eleven and six? And Elijah, can you get Luke eleven and thirty? We're gonna, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get something on. Why no sign is going to be given unto them. He's already given a few, but that's not what he's talking about here. No sign should be given unto them. Why they're a wicked and adulterous generation. Can you read what you have there?
1: Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him.
0: See, and that's why they were a wicked and adulterous generation, because they were seeking a sign, which is a sign of no faith. And as you just read, without faith it's impossible to please him. That's why they were a wicked and adulterous generation. They didn't have any faith. Can you read what you have?
2: Luke 11 and 30. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation.
0: So we see in there what he's talking about—the
2: sign of Jonas.
0: Jonas himself was the sign. He, the prophet, when the prophet appeared in Nineveh, that was their sign. Something was not right, because of course the Lord sends prophets to let, to inform the people of His will. And when they appear, that means some changes are going to need to be made. So when uh, a prophet, when the prophet Jonas, who is Jonah. When he appeared in Nineveh, that was a sign right there that some changes were going to need to be made. So that's that's what he meant by, no sign shall be given unto them but the sign of Jonas. And Christ comparing himself to that because he is a sign in the same way. The fact that he is here lets them know some changes need to be made. That's their sign right there. But they don't see it. Because they don't want
1: to see it. Hmm. All right. they willfully being they were being willfully blind huh yep
0: yeah. gone okay can you uh, read verse 5 the main text
1: all right going back to the main text Matthew 16 verse 5 Matthew 16 verse 5 and when his disciples were come to the other side they had forgotten to take bread all right continue Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees.
0: Okay, uh, can someone look up the definition of leaven online, right quick? I, I said when we began this that I was not talking about the leaven that you put in bread, but... You know, since leaven has more than one meaning, I want to get I want to get the meaning of what leaven is, the type of leaven that you use for bread. Let's see, I want to get a definition on that. Does anybody have
2: it? Yes. Leaven, a substance, a substance, typically yeast, that is used in dough to make it rise. Two, a pervasive influence that modifies something or transforms it for the better.
0: Thank you. Okay, so definition two said A pervasive. It pervades. It it invades. It kind of forces its way in there. So, and it says for the good, but in the case of the leaven that I'm talking about, it can be it is for the bad. Gone. Gone. You know, has Con. someone to find out. But uh, yeah, I thought that would be good for everybody to know. You know what, what leaven Con. is. Con. You know, we're gonna get another scripture that talks about leaven the type of leaven that you put in bread. Can you get Exodus 12 and 15? And Elisha, can you get Galatians 5, 7 through 9? Exodus
1: 12, verse 15. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day shall ye put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day unto the seventh day that soul shall be cut off from Israel.
0: So that's the leavened bread. That's physical leaven and bread. And even then, we can see it's kind of usually, quite a bit of the time in the scripture it's associated with something bad. So that's the reason why the Lord uses the term leaven to describe what he's describing concerning the Pharisees and Sadducees. Which we're going to find out what that is as we go along. Can you read what you have?
2: Galatians 5, 7 through 9. Ye did run well. Who did? Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump.
0: Can you get 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8?
1: 1 Corinthians 5. 6 through 8.
0: Hello, can you read what you have again.
2: Galatians 5, 7 through 9. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump.
0: Okay, see now this verse is giving us a very, a very good hint as to what type of leaven the Lord is talking about. Are we catching it? It is there. <laughs> this persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. This... This teaching, this method of life, cometh not of him that calleth you, this leaven that these people um, were teaching the Galatians, it didn't come from him that calleth them, which is Christ. It didn't come from Christ. That's what this leaven is. Something, a, a, a doctrine, a teaching that didn't come from Christ, and is persuading them to stop running in the race that they're running for glory for the crown of salvation and Paul says that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump so what he's saying there in verse 9 of Galatians 5 7 of Galatians 5 what he's saying in verse 9 is that just a little bit of that a little bit of that false persuasion a little bit of that false teaching a little bit of that false doctrine is enough to mess up the whole thing God it's enough kind. to mess up the whole thing. Kind. And that's what he's warning the Galatians about. We're gonna get, we're gonna get more in-depth on 11 as we go along. Come on
1: with it. Come on with it.
0: <laughs> okay, what do you have that?
1: 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 9. Uh 1
0: Corinthians 5, 6 through
1: 8. 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. Glory your glory is, is not good know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth.
0: Okay, so there's a lot here. There's a lot of good stuff here. First in verse 6, Paul says, your glorying is not good. So, the Corinthians, they were glorying, you know, in that they had the faith. They had the faith. They were happy about that. After Paul had, you know, brought the truth to them. They were glorying in it, and, you know, they were happy that they had it. They were all for it, and that was good. That was good. But, somewhere along the way, some false teacher came in, and he had his own little... You know, his own little doctrine To what Paul had taught them And it it wasn't big It was just a little, a little something A little false teaching He taught them And they accepted that They grouped it in right along with what Paul had taught them About, you know, the word And they were glorying in that That new doctrine that they had Paul's plus this false teacher And Paul was saying that 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 them glorying in that Was not good Because a little leaven Leaveneth the whole lump Just a little bit of false teaching Ruins the whole Their whole doctrine The Lord's not going to be pleased With them When they stand before him in judgment And you know They say they followed this They followed that They follow everything they taught That the Lord told them to But then they had just A little bit of that That's not going to be good enough for the Lord
1: So so basically what you're saying is Is that someone that comes along and teaches a message if they add leaven in their message it's gonna ruin the whole message is that what you're saying yes yeah, that's absolutely. now 100%. what about what about if say for instance one of us teaches a message right and then someone after us comes and tries to mess that message up can they still mess that message up with that person
0: can they still mess the message up with the person that's listening to the message? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'd say they
1: could. Yeah, I believe they can too. And scripture scripture backs it up actually. But I'll let you go ahead. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah,
0: come on. Thank you. Thanks for that. That's good. Verse 7 of uh 1 Corinthians 5. Can you read that?
1: 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump. As ye are unleavened. But even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us.
0: So, Paul tells the Corinthians, and this is advice for all of us as well, to purge out, therefore, the old leaven, any false teaching that may be, that may be, you know, mixed in with the Lord's doctrine. Purge it out. Get rid of it. The only thing we're supposed to hold on to is what the Lord teaches us, not what anybody else teaches us. Hallelujah. The scripture
1: said,
0: the scripture says that the those with itching ears, their ears are itching to hear what they want to hear, and it's people like that that tend to have leaven mixed in with the doctrine of Christ, because some things that the Lord teaches may not necessarily agree with. You know with us And that is the reason why we try to We try to you know circumvent it By looking for some sort of false teacher To teach us what we want to hear And then you know We we mix that in and With the doctrine of Christ And we kind of nullify it Or we think we do We think we're nullifying it that way So that you know We can say well the Lord says this but But my pastor said that and, you know, I believe my pastor, so I'm just gonna, you know, ignore that part about what the Lord taught. I'm just gonna ignore that part because my pastor said it was okay. No,
1: no. I think, I think, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people, they have a difficult time accepting the truth. I mean, let's be honest. We all go through that, Right. Comment. But it's it's easy for us to sit up here and teach a message, right? And, and I'm trying to I'm trying to be fair to the listeners because I want them to feel like you know they have to be that perfect person. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> the the minister should hold their feet to the fire. You see what I'm saying? That's the minister's job. But on the others on the other tip, I think that uh. We need to understand that, you know, it's just like when you were born and when you were born into this world, when you were born into this world, you were born into this world not really understanding sin. You didn't know very much about it. Heck, your parents probably didn't know a lot about it, right? That's the reason why they were, weren't were very good teachers and guides, Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's much like um, when we're born into this world that situation is much like uh, when, uh, when Adam and Eve was in the Garden of Eden Eve didn't really understand the, the seriousness of her succumbing to the devil and his doctrine she didn't understand you know what I'm saying she thought she could handle it right and so she succumbed to it right because curiosity is what killed the cat right I mean, it literally killed the cat, you know, in the garden. She was that cat, right? But I think that people need to understand that just like we uh, learn how to become a chief sinner, we also can learn how to become a chief saint. But, uh, but the same things, and, and, and people can't say that they didn't go through problems and didn't go through pain out there in the world uh, while they was in their sin. They can't say that. If they did, they would be lying. Because I've been out there in that world and I was a chief sinner out there. And it's just as much pain on that side as it is when you come to Christ. Come on, come it's on. just as much and more and more and more. It's just that it gets to the point to where you never get lonely, you never get lonely out there. Because them the people are it's always a sinner to come along and keep you company in your sin. Right, but you will get lonely in Christ sometimes. You will get lonely in Christ sometimes. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, but you know what? It teaches you how to stand. It teaches you how to stand when no one else is willing to stand with you in this truth. It teaches you How to stand And and you ain't really I'm saying by yourself Physically Where you You don't see someone next to you Or or to the right of you Or in the front Or in the back of you But Christ is there with you He's with you That's the reason why He wants you to stand by yourself Because physically No one's there But he's there It goes right back to the faith walk You know what I'm saying We got He's training us to be Faith babies Children of faith You see? So, yeah, I just want to throw that in there. I don't want to take up up your whole message. I can really get going, boy. Yeah,
0: that's good. Thanks. God. God. Can you read verse 8 of 1 Corinthians for me again?
1: 1 Corinthians 5, verse 8. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So what he's saying there, spiritually, is that let us keep
0: the feast—not a physical feast, but a spiritual feast on the Word. Let us feast on the Word, not with old leaven, not with false doctrines mixed in, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. That means we need to read the Word and we need to accept it for what it is and how it how what what said, how it is exactly how it is, without mixing in any false doctrines or false truths from false pastors or even from ourselves, not changing in some way to fit how we want it to be. No. We have to accept it with sincerity and truth. Even if even if we don't like it, even if we don't agree with it, uh-huh. we should still accept it be the way it is because that's what the Lord is pleased with. He understands if we're struggling... To, to accept it we just have to accept it though even if we're struggling we have to at least accept it and then the Lord if we want the Lord will help us to accept it
1: that's right uh, uh.
0: okay so getting back to the main scripture uh, main verse
1: Matthew 16 yep and we left off at verse Verse uh, 7. Verse 7. Okay. Matthew 16, verse 7. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. You can continue. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not understand neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets ye took up
0: okay uh, let's go back to verse 8 uh, could you read that again
1: which when Jesus perceived he said unto them O ye of little faith why reason ye among yourselves because ye have brought no bread alright let's get some
0: on verse 8 first why was the Lord disappointed in them that they couldn't perceive what he had said? Well, he was disappointed in them because they should have been able to understand. The Lord gave them the ability, and us as well. The Lord gave his saints, those who have faith in him, those who believe in him, those who are following his laws, such and commandments, his word, those who are doing that have the ability to understand his word. Which is the reason why they should have been able to. The they could, but they couldn't, and we're gonna we're gonna find out why. Uh Dad, can you get Mark eight verse seventeen? And Elijah, can you get John twelve verse forty?
1: Mark eight verse seventeen. And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye ye not yet neither understand have ye have ye your heart yet hardened
0: now mark 8 verse 17 is actually the exact what what you just read there is actually the exact same passage that we just read in mark 7 and mark i mean matthew 16 but we see that mark 8 added a little bit more to it Mm. so now we're able to understand a little bit better he says Perceive ye not yet, neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? That's the important part right there. Their hearts were hardened. That's the reason why they couldn't understand. It couldn't the what he was saying it couldn't get through. It Very couldn't good. get into their spirit, man. Couldn't get into their mind because their hearts were hardened. It <clears throat> couldn't phase in there. It couldn't Very, get good. In. Very good.
1: Very good.
0: That that this is something important. That I just wanted to point out, which is the reason why I got I got it from Mark eight. Mm-hmm. The Synoptic Gospels are all pretty much the exact same story, written in different ways. But those different ways do reveal key secrets. Which is the reason why you definitely wanna definitely wanna read all of them, Israel.
1: Con con.
0: Maybe the same story, but the different twists on them are worth it. Because there's some goodies, there's some secrets in there that you'll miss if you don't read all of them. Con. You can't just read one. You definitely wanna read all of them, all four. Yes. They each have some some different. Like, for example, Luke is a physician. So, concerning healing, of course, he's going to have a different spin on it because he's a physician. And he understands healing, you know, healing and recovery. He understands that better than Matthew, Mark, and John. So, there's definitely going to be some different, a different twist on the healing elements in Christ, you know, his journey throughout Israel. So, you definitely want to read through all of them. No one miss anything. So, uh, concerning, concerning Mark, we see that he said, Have ye your hearts yet hardened? So that's something. Can you read what you have?
2: John 12 and 40. He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they could not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart and be convert, converted, and I should heal them.
0: Now, what the important thing to get out of that was the heart and hearts part. What the Lord was saying there, basically, was that the reason why the people he was talking to, the Israelites he was talking to, couldn't understand the parables, that he, they couldn't understand the meaning of the parables he was teaching, like the parable of the sower, and uh, what other the parables are there? There's the parable of the sower,
1: Parable of the weak and the tears.
0: Yep, yeah, there's that parable. Any other ones?
1: The talents.
0: Yep, yeah, there's a parable of the talents. You think of any others? Of
2: Rich man and Lazarus. Yeah, that's a
0: parable too. The reason why they couldn't understand those parables was because their hearts were hardened. Their hearts hadn't been softened. They didn't want them to be softened, and that's the reason why they couldn't understand. They couldn't understand because. You can only understand the Lord's word when your heart is soft. When it, can, when it can penetrate. When it can get in there. Like a seed. A seed can't grow and ground us so hard it can't even get in there. It can't set its roots deep down in that ground. It can't grow. Same with the word. The word can't. You can't understand it because it can't even get in there for you to be able to, you know, uh, get the understanding for it.
1: That's, uh, and you know, that, that brings me to uh to this uh That brought me to the conclusion That that's one of the main reasons Why we need the five-fold ministry You understand what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't understand Why we need the five-fold ministry They think that we just that some people just need a pastor Or, or some people just need uh, a, a, a teacher Or some people just need an apostle Or some people just need a bishop Or some people just need an evangelist No, you need all of them because your heart is being shaped by all of these offices. You see? And, and and that goes back to what you said. What did you just say again? Say that again. You you can't understand the Lord's word if your heart isn't softened. Right. What softens a man's heart? Hard, fiery preaching. Hard fire. I'm talking about hellfire preaching. Judgment preaching is what softens Your heart. That's the reason why the Lord says. Don't don't be dismayed at their faces. They trying to get you to stop. Trying try, stop penetrating their heart. Because that word is penetrating their heart. You see. That's why they don't want you preaching hard things. Like the thou shalt not. Thus saith the Lord. You see. That, that, That. That. Breaks their heart. Their fleshly heart. That stony heart, it breaks that heart where the word can get in through the cracks. You see? God. Yeah, penetrate them. See, because the preacher, he breaks the heart. Then the teacher comes in and gives understanding and softens the heart to where the heart now willfully accepts the word of God. It's like a parent, right? Like when I used to correct you guys when you were younger. Spanking your behinds Sending you to your room Putting you on punishments And then I later on would go in there After you sniffling When you get to the sniffling phase And I would sit down On the bed next to you And I would say Now you know why dad Had to do that to you right No See because now Now you, you, you You're feeling Better now Cause you see It wasn't just about me Whooping you It was because I cared so now you are already healing and feeling better. You see what I'm saying? Because I didn't just whoop you and, and hurt you and then I left you there to just sob. Thinking about nothing but the, the but the punishment. Nothing but the pain. You see? I came back, like that teacher does, after that preacher get done breaking you down, making you feel like crap, because that's what you are, really is crap. You are you know, until the, until you until you Realize that you have sinned against the Lord, and now here come the teacher. Now you now, you know why the preacher had to had to bring it hard on you like that, right? You see, and now now the teacher's taking him through the book. Let's go over here to Deuteronomy. This is where it all began. You see, so this is this, that's why it's important for us to have chastisement, punishment, all of that the hard things the things that don't feel good to me. you see because one day you're gonna need understanding Lord why And he gonna say think back to when your daddy did this you see? And he's going to do his thing similar to what your daddy did. And you're going to get the same outcome and results. Because you went through the hard things. Now you understand. Now you smiling. You see what I'm saying? Because you get it when everybody else, they lost around you. You getting it though. You see? Why are you getting it? Because you went through the hard stuff too. With the right attitude Because you know You know That if you go through something With a hard thing With the wrong attitude You forget it just like that You forget it just like that You don't don't, don't even remember Why you had to go through it You still don't remember You don't have a clue Because you never accepted it You constantly fought against it And fought against it And fought against it You never accepted it Believing See it always goes back to believing Don't it Always goes back to b- b- believing that, that this gotta be happening for my good. I'm just gotta have faith. It don't feel good to me, but I just gotta have faith that this is for my good. You see? I'm telling you, because you can you can walk through life and just accept the sweet things and the good things and the feeling good things all you want to. Just that, just that, nothing else. But you gon' you gon you headed for a brick wall. Kind. Because, because life is not designed like that now I'm gonna yield I'm gonna yield because I alright because I
0: because right. I, <laughs> I yeah. what he said about how the pastor has to he attacks that stony heart and he breaks it and then the teacher comes in with the word and he sends it through the cracks and it gets to the and they start to meditate on that. It, it brought... It, it reminded me of an example of how farmers plant their seeds. Sometimes when the ground is all baked and hard on the surface, what do they do? They plow that. They plow that.
1: They break up that fallow ground. Yep, they break it up
0: until they can get to more fertile, softer ground underneath. And that's where they plant their seeds. There's a saying like that in a movie called Faith Like Potatoes where... The farmer, he wanted to plant potatoes, and he couldn't, though, with how the land was. It was so hot over there, the sun had baked the ground. It was just all flaky and crumbly and hard, like, you know, rocks. So what did he do? He got his his animals, his work animals, and they plowed up the ground. They broke up under. They got up under that hard, stony ground to the more fertile soft ground underneath and that's where he planted his potatoes and what happened? they grew and they multiplied like the Lord says concerning his word some some 20 some 50 some 100 fold that, that's the word multiplying in them and them and them them planting seeds in others and then multiplying but first you gotta get past that hardened heart
1: now now, what is the word what is that water though? the water that's gonna come or, that come down the Bible talks about the latter rain right? What's that water that's coming down? Is that not the Holy Spirit? But see, it's amazing, right? Now, 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 see See how the Lord uses natural things to explain the spiritual? The same thing goes for you and your father and your mother. Same thing, same thing. If you don't go through nothing with mom and dad, right? You're not going to understand life. You're not gonna understand life as an individual, as a as a as a person. You need to go through, you see, with joy. With joy, you see, with understanding, right? Because, you know, even if the rain came down, right, on top of the hard soil, right, and we just let uh we just let the water soak on that hard soil. It would get down, it'd get down kinda far, but it wouldn't get down far enough. You see? So the breaking up must precede the watering. There is no other way around that. Con. Con. Cause the water, it'll run off. It could be it could be a flood of water, it could be a tsunami of water. But it would run off. It would keep running across the hard ground. And it would get moist, yeah it would. But it would you could have a tsunami of water, but if you don't break into that, that ground, it ain't going down far. So that you know that that's that's um that's something right there because you know the breaking. Has to come first Your spirit That wicked spirit Got to be broke It's got to be broke With that hard Fire breathing Word It's got to be broke come and, and, and see We need to understand that The recipient The recipient Needs to understand that It ain't good enough for The giver to understand it is the recipient has to understand it, that that is for they good oh no 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 don't don't spare me from this uh don't spare me from this i need this remember david remember david remember david D- david said oh no don't mess with him that that dude that was shooting rocks at david what do you say this could be coming from the lord Here it is a king with his armor bearers around him watching this and i bet the devil was trying to say to him man you, you don't let this dude do this to your men of valor they're gonna think you're a punk you see but they knew knew David They knew David They didn't know of David They knew David You see That's why we have to have people in our life That know us Because then we're not threatened to be somebody Who gonna get us in real trouble with the Lord Who gonna make us act out of character You see
0: Con.
1: Con. So, um, you know, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm telling you, man, I just, I, I just wanted to let you go here, because, uh, man. <laughs> See, I told you, Israel, we were going to be getting a lot London <laughs> <of that. laughs> was the main topic, but I knew we were going to be getting a lot more at this, uh,
0: so. <laughs> I just had to say one more thing. i just got to say one more thing concerning that. You said, uh, what was it? You said, uh, it's amazing. You said, it's amazing how... The Lord uses the natural for you to be able to understand the spiritual. How the natural things around us that we can see, that we can perceive, that we can feel. How he uses that to help us better understand the spiritual and the other dimension that we can't really quite see. Uh. That, that, uh, that lines right up with the scripture that says that you, you will know me by my creation. You'll know me in my creation, in his creation, in the natural. That, that helps us understand him in the spiritual. Like that right um, there, breaking up the ground. That's symbolic. That can be symbolic for breaking a hardened heart up to get to the more fertile soil inside and planting the seed in there. Planting the seed outward on the hard, it's not gonna it's not gonna yield much. It might not even yield anything. And watering that seed on the hard, like you said, the water's it'll get somewhat, but it's not gonna get deep enough. Until you break it up first, so it's got
1: to has got to fully saturate that ground.
0: Yeah, and yeah. we can see that in the natural. So we can see the Lord. He's giving us He's giving us signs, like the Pharisees that want a sign, and sometimes we want to see something too. Well, we He's giving us plenty to see in the natural, in nature. Like He said, you'll know Him in His creation. We we can see it all the time. We just have to open our eyes up and look for the Lord. And nature and, and what he created. And we can find them. We can find all the signs we need to bolster our faith in him. Con? Con. Con. All right, let's move on. Uh, can you get main text? Can you read verse 9?
1: Okay, we're going back to Matthew 16 and verse 9. Do you not understand to remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets ye took up.
0: Okay, now I want to say something because this is amazing. I actually did not know this. And so I, you know, went over this. The Lord actually fed a multitude of people twice. I didn't know that. I thought he only did that one time. You know, with the five loaves and two fish.
1: I thought he only did it once myself. I know. Me too. That's
0: that's, uh, what, you, that's what you see all the time in movies and, you know. That's
1: uh, why we got to continue to read this word.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The one I always hear about is the five loaves and two fish. What about you guys? Is that the one yeah, you Yeah, same here. Same yes. here. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I hear. But no, he actually did it two times throughout his journey. So uh, we're going to uh, get the first one here. Do you not yet understand? You remember the five loaves of the five thousand, how many baskets you took up? From verse nine, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see that. We're gonna see that story. Dad, can you get it? Matthew 14, 14 through 20?
1: Matthew 14, 14 through 20. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert this is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages, and buy them victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes.
0: Yeah, this is the story that, you know, most of us are familiar with,
1: continue verse 18 he said bring them hither to me and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven he blessed and brake, and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude and they did all eat and were filled and he took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full.
0: Okay, so that's the that's the uh, situation he was talking about in verse 9. Now, can you go to, back to the main text and read verse 10 for me?
1: Matthew 16, verse 10. Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets he took up.
0: Okay, now we're going to get that one. Dad, Can you give me Mark 8, 1 through 8?
1: Mark 8. One through eight. In those days, the multitude, being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint the faint by the way, for divers of them came from far. And his disciples answered him. From whence can can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, how many loaves have ye? And they said seven. See, there it is. And that's proof
0: right there that this, these are two different instances. So last time he asked them, how much do they have? They said five loaves and two fish. Now they're saying they have seven loaves. Mm. That proves that these are two different instances.
1: Yes. I'm going to
0: say some more on that once, once you finish.
1: And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, verse 6. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break, and gave to his disciples to set before them. And they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fishes, and he blessed and commanded to set them also before them. So they did eat and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets.
0: See, so in verse 9 of Matthew 16, the Lord says do ye not yet understand neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand then in verse 10 he says neither the seven loaves of the four thousand so and that that one that you just read he fed four thousand people and in the previous instance with the uh, five loaves and two fish he uh, fed five thousand so these are two different instances
1: Yes. and I
0: I didn't even know me
1: either (laughs) see that's the reason why it's important uh, men of Israel, for us to humble ourselves, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in this season. It's important for us to understand that each and every one of us has a gift. Each and every one of us has a talent from the Lord. There's no, You don't have to be jealous of your brother or your sister. Each one of us has a talent if we would just use it for God's glory and stop paying attention to someone else. blow off your own dust and get busy. <laughs> Come on. Ah, ah, hallelujah. See? see the, the, this is the beauty in, in the word of God. The Lord the Lord does these things to show us that no one can get it all. Who, can, who, who knows the breadth and the length and the height and the width of the Lord God. that's why we have, to, we have to get in there you dive in and get your, your little piece of the pie God cause God can God. use you to bless others
0: So we see in verse 9 and 10 that the two instances the Lord is talking about are completely different. I was just amazed when I read that. I just hmm. couldn't believe it. He did this twice, hmm. fed a multitude of people twice. Okay. And not only that, but what's amazing to me is that in both of those instances, the different multitudes were so entranced by the Lord, what he was saying, that they didn't eat. They hadn't ate or drank. Uh, you know, all that time in both instances.
1: That's another. That's another beautiful thing, right? Because when you are truly under good teaching, you don't watch the clock. You don't get hungry. These are all signs that you have a good teacher. And when you got somebody, man, it's going on. It's going on an hour. It's going on an hour and fifty minutes, man. Come on now. That person is straight, carnal that person is not spiritual. <laughs> you see? Because that word, remember, even when we're fasting, even when we're fasting, what's going on? We're, we're sacrificing the natural food for the spiritual. When that devil moves out your house, what you got to fill it with? The things of the Lord. When them demons move out your temple, you got you to gotta fill your temple with heavenly things. Tell you. Yeah.
0: Kind. (laughs) done. So overall, this was 9,000 people. And I think in both instances, it just counted the men. It didn't even count the women and children. There was 9,000 men plus the women and children, which, I don't know, could be up to 12,000 or something.
1: Well, maybe some of them women could eat more than they men, you know. And
0: none of them had ate or drank all the time they were following the Lord. That shows how how good the word is to those that really want it mm. you don't really even pay attention to anything else your your hunger, your own carnal desires you don't really pay attention to any of that but, uh, Okay. alright Israel I got about 5 minutes left so I gotta hurry up I gotta hurry up I got a lot of things I want to say but I'm gonna, for the sake of time I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know move on all right. Uh, can you go back to the main text and read verse 11.
1: Okay. We're going back to Matthew 16 and verse 11. How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees?
0: Okay. We're going to get some on that. Uh, can, can you get Mark 4:11? And Elijah, can you get Matthew fifteen, one through nine?
1: Mark four, verse eleven. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. So
0: that that that, that was there to back up what I was saying earlier, and why the Lord is disappointed that they couldn't understand, because they should be able to. We all should be able to if we're if we you know, really, are following the Lord, and you know we're following His laws, as and commandments. Then we have the ability to understand what the Word is trying to tell us. But to everybody else, it's it's a mystery. It's like you know, it's, it's speaking in parables.
2: It's if like if we if we uh, hold our hands to the plow and not look back, we want to follow the Lord. Yep, done. Done.
0: It's like it's like when you go to school for something, like coding, for example. Once you, once you uh, learn the code, different codes, and how they work, to you, it's like basic English language. It's like you're reading English. But to everybody else, like a whole bunch of computer jargon. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what, <laughs> what it's saying or what
1: anything does. Yeah, you're like, well, well man, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it's
0: like with the word. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're in the lower school and you graduate from that with your diploma... And the wor- and understanding the word Then you can understand it When you read it It's just like You know Reading anything else huh. But to everybody outside Not so much
2: Con well, Can you get read what you have? Matthew 15 1-9 Yep Matthew 15 1-9 Then came to Jesus Scribes and Pharisees Which were of Jerusalem Saying
1: Why do thy disciples Transgress the tradition Of the elders?
2: For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother. And he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Esaias Isai- prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men.
0: Okay, Dad, can you read the verse
1: 12? of the main text. This
0: is the last
1: verse. Okay, Matthew 16, verse 12. They understood, they how, then understood, excuse me, then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. There it
0: is. That is the leaven that the Lord is talking about. That he he wanted his disciples and all of us to avoid false doctrine. We should avoid that because even a little bit can ruin our race for cause. It can ruin our our race. It can mess up our pacing in the race for glory and for salvation. And with that, Israel, I'm going to close. I hope everybody had a good time learning about leaven, which is false doctrine. False doctrine from these false sheep out here that are actually wolves in sheep's clothing we should avoid that israel and we should hold true to the true unleavened doctrine that is the word of god and sincerity and in truth as paul put it con and with that we're going to say
1: shalom, shalom.